Chai Elul is a day of double impact attributed to two great individuals who completely revolutionized Judaism and each in a somewhat unique way, as we'll see from the way that the Friedrich Rebbe describes it. In the Sikha von Chai Elul, Tov Shin Hei, the Sikha Chai Elul, 1945, the Friedrich Rebbe said, Chassidim is from an old Chassidish word, that Chassidim have an old Chassidish saying uh, that, w- that describes what Chayalul is. And in this particular word, in Svei Oishbrachen, it's expressed in two different ways. One way is, the one expression is that Chayalul infuses the whole of Elul with energy and with life. And the other is based that Chai Elul specifically gives vitality to the unique avoid of the month of Elul, which is to approach Hashem with our initiative in order that Hashem should respond. So from Dembos Chakmechad Murad, Ibigizot Beidin Oschois, the fact that the Friedrich Rebbe quoted both versions of what exactly Chai Elul is all about based on this saying of Hasidim, is moving as a sign and beide is gehalten. That implies that both of them are valid. And not just valid, but they both obviously express the integrity of what the day is all about. And obviously the fact that they're two different expressions implies that each one of them gives a perspective that the other one doesn't necessarily describe. So in that case, we have to ask ourselves, once we already have the first expression, which says, that Chai Elul is the day that infuses life into the entire Elul, surely that implies, surely that means that whatever Elul is comprised of, every element of Elul is enlivened by Chai Elul. And surely that's surely that must include all the various ways that a person is awakened during this time to serve Hashem with extra vigor and intention. So therefore, those different avoiders of Elul, how are they alluded to? We've discussed it many times. There are the various ways that Elul is an acronym to represent various ways that we approach Hashem at this time of the year. The one is the Pasuk in Eliyad of Esamti Lachare Mikrot, the Pasuk that speaks about the cities of refuge, which represents Torah, Kemayim Chazal, the Torah Kultin, as the Gemara Makos tells us, that the words of Torah are a refuge. So the one approach of Elul is that we add in Torah learning. The other, which is possibly the most well-known, which is that represents how we serve Hashem, and we initiate a, response, a, a, a connection to Hashem, which is the idea of davening. Because davening connects us to Hashem, which is that we reach out to our beloved. The other pasuk is the idea of giving gifts to each other and to the poor, which is the idea of tzedakah and general kindness. And the last pasuk is which is in Yenachuvah, the pasuk that represents the so-called circumcising of the heart, which is the idea of Teshuvah. So those are the four elements that comprise what Elul is all about. If Chai Elul, according to the first statement, injects Chaios into Elul, so what then do we add by hearing the second insight, which is that Chai Elul adds life and vitality to the specific avoider of Anila Doidi Vidoidini. 
It's only one of the modes of how we serve Hashem during Elul. One out of the four approaches. So you've already told me that the whole of Elul is injected with and infused with life because of Chai Elul. So what's the value of saying, and specifically this part also, the part of Hanida Doidili? That's what we need to understand. So we can apply a, a bit of logic of here and conclude the fact that there are two statements about Chayel must be because there are two elements of what makes the day special and those are because they are the birth dates of the two great luminaries on the one hand, it's Yom Eledus from the Baal Shem Tev. It's the birthday to the Baal Shem Tev, Miyasaf and Teres Chassidus Aklolis, who established the general concept of Chassidus. And then, specifically, Yom Eledus from the Alter Rebbe, Miyasaf and Teres Chassidus Chabad. It's the birth date of the Alter Rebbe, who focused Chassidus into the methodology of Chabad. Now, Chassidus Chabad, Afapiyaz is a Hemshech from Chassidus Aklolis, Obviously, Chassidus Chabad, because it is Chassidus, is a continuum and an extension of the original broad Chassidus of the Baal Shem Tev. But besides that, the uniqueness of Chassidus Chabad is to take the principles of Chassidus and bring them into the language that the rational mind with its three major components can digest and appreciate and understand. And therefore, therefore we have to conclude that Chassidus Chabad innovates a unique element of Chassidus that Chassidus generally didn't already express. It's such a major innovation that in order to facilitate such a revolutionary insight within Hasidus itself, what was required was that the person who would launch this part of Hasidus, which is Dal-Terebe, he had to have a brand new Neshama Kayadoa, as is well known from the stories of the Baal Shem Tov before Dal-Terebe's birth. To the extent that he, like the Baal Shentav, is considered the great luminary, not like any other student of the Baal Shentav who you would ex- expect to be like the reflective luminary, like the moon. The Alter Rebbe is considered a mo'or, a source of light, because he brings a whole different perspective and a whole innovation of Hasidus that was not there before. So, this shift from general Hasidus to Hasidus Chabad is something that we can use to help understand the insight that Chayelu adds specifically to Anil Doidi Vedoidili. Because even though Anil Doidi is only one of the details of the bigger picture of Elul, it adds also a revolutionary aspect to the general pro- prospect of what Elul is all about. When you have an adjustment and an elevation to Anil Doidi Vedoidi Li, it impacts everything else about Elul. And the shift that Anila Doidi Vidoidili makes to the broader picture of Elul is very much along the lines of the shift that Chasidus Chabad makes to the broader concept of Chasidus. That explains why we have two different statements that are expressed in two different ways. The fact that Chai Elul celebrates when the Baal Shem Tov was born, that fact, the Baal Shem Tov's entry into this world, 
totally revolutionizes the whole concept of how we serve Hashem during Elul and adds vitality and energy and excitement and life. And that matches what Hasidus generally does. Hasidus generally adds vitality to every other element of Judaism. So no surprise then that Hasidus adds vitality to the Avoida of Elul. And when you're talking about a general shift and a general enthusiasm and a general infusing of energy, it's going to affect everything. So the Baal Shem Tov's impact is a general shift. Everything becomes more alive. And then in addition to that, Chai Elul is also the birthday of the Alter Rebbe, who established specifically within Chassidus, Chabad Chassidus. That impacts not the whole of Elul, but specifically the avoid of which in turn will influence and elevate and transform all the other modes of avoida that are reserved for Elul. While the Chiddush from Chassidus Chabad is forbunu b'miyuchin midera avoida kiddele kamon, and the reason is because what Chassidus Chabad brings to the table is linked to what Ani ledoidi vedoidili represents, as we shall see through the course of the sicha. Okay, so let's first understand the big distinction between Chassidus in general, the Baal Shem Tov's Chassidus, and Chassidus Chabad in specific, the Alter Rebbe's Chassidus. The big distinction between general Hasidus, the Baal Shem Tov's Hasidus, and Hasidus Chabad, the Alter Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe shares this in a very short and a little bit cryptic but profound statement. The Baal Shem Tov taught us how we should serve Hashem. Whereas the Alter Rebbe showed us how we can serve Hashem. Okay, so the Baal Shem Tov showed us what we should do, and the Alter Rebbe showed us how to do it effectively. For Pasha Loshin is the Chirim Mashmar, that seems to imply, as from Torah, the Baal Shem Tov is menor viazoyaz davzai navidas Hashem, the way it sounds at face value, is that the Baal Shem Tov only tells us, in a sense, the theory, how it's meant to be, but it sounds like the Friedrich Rebbe is saying that the Baal Shem Tov's Chassidus doesn't yet give us the actual tools with which we could achieve this avoida, this tremendous avoida that we're supposed to achieve. Is tomorrow. Now that's strange. How could we possibly suggest how could we suggest that the Baal Shem Tov would arrive on the scene Introduce this major revolution, open everybody's eyes to the possibilities without telling us how to achieve those possibilities. In fact, the facts indicate otherwise. The Baal Shem Tov realistically established hundreds of students and thousands of their students, all of them all serving Hashem based on the teachings of Chassidus, and much of that happened before Chassidus Chabad was even on the scene. So how can we suggest that the Baal Shem Tov didn't show us how? Look at the facts. People did. They followed the Baal Shem Tov's teachings and, and, and successfully. 
And even subsequent to the Alter Rebbe, they are students of students of the Baal Shem Tov. Including those who, for whatever reason, never engaged with Hasidus Chabad. And they're still dedicated Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov, who live with a tremendous energy and enthusiasm and dedication. So Bazei is gewiss given, surely they had, not the idea of Surely those, all those Hasidim didn't only have the theory of how we should serve Hashem, but surely they had practical application of how you apply Hasidus in your life. So what does the Friedrich Rebbe intend by saying that it's specifically the, Baal, the Alter Rebbe who taught us how to serve Hashem properly? The Baal Shem Tev did. So to understand that, we need to introduce a principle, which is, just as we find within Chassidus, as freer as freer is in Chassidus was originally presented in the most general terms. Chassidus is the Baal Shem Tov's so-called general Chassidus. And only in the next iteration was it brought down into the specifics of how you understand things in a way that speaks the language of the mind, Hasidus Chabad. That principle that Hasidus is presented and shared in two stages is not unique to Hasidus. You'll see that within Torah generally. Because how was the Torah given? Debeshach gave us a Torah. What does that mean that he gave us a Torah? He gave us Torah Shebech what's called scripture, the written Torah. As well as many, many halachas that were very clearly uh, communicated from Moshe Rabbeinu to the people and through the generations, even though they were communicated orally, but it was clear and we knew where it came from. And not only that, the Abish also taught us the, fun, the fundamental principles of how you derive things out of the Torah. So, for example, the various applications that you can use within learning Torah to extract the halacha or to extract lessons out of the written Torah. And likewise, we have a whole discipline of how you learn the oral Torah. How you can interpret a pasuk, how you extract information out of a pasuk. And how, as Alter Rebbe says, we can apply our minds to the depth of really understanding concepts in Torah and the meanings behind them and the reasons for them. It was all laid out for us. So the setting, the structure, the, the tools were all given to us. And then later on, after the time of Har Sinai, what do we find? We find that Jews learned Torah following those principles that were presented at Har Sinai. And as a result of doing that, Jews are able to innovate through their efforts and their intellectual investment. We're able to innovate many, many, many elements and aspects of Torah to the extent that they are innovative insights into Torah that are literally beyond number. So you see the Torah happen in two phases. There's the Torah as presented by Hashem and then there's the Torah that we as individuals through our study and our efforts and our investment can uncover and reveal to the public. 
That is one of the perspectives on what our sages teach us. That anything that the most erudite student was going to innovate in Torah at any time in history, it was all presented originally to Moshe at Hasinai, meaning... Because if you think about it, it sounds self-contradictory. If it was given at Sinai, how is it a Chiddush? If it was presented at Har Sinai, it's not something new. How do you use the expression? That's Talmud, Osid something a student is going to innovate, and then at the same time say, but it was given to Moshe at Har Sinai. Oyrisnit movement. And by the way, once we're about it, there's another element that makes no sense. Via Shaykh Tzogan. How could you suggest? As Moshe Rabbeinu Atinazar Kurtzunzman. That Moshe Rabbeinu, 40 days on the mountain, in such a short time, Durkhan and Kola Torah Kulo, was able to learn the entire Torah. Mit Allah Chidushim from Yen Talmud Vosikat Sev Kola Doros, including every single innovation of every single student till the end of time, because it was all given to Moshe at Harasina. How is that possible? And every bit of Torah must truly also include the insights and the great revolutions of Torah that will only be introduced when Moshiach comes. And that's going to be an incredible amount of insight in Torah. How did Moshe absorb it all in such a short period of time? So the answer to those questions, how it's a Chiddush yet given at Sinai and how it was given to Moshe, even though it was such a huge volume of information, which in turn will help us to appreciate the two steps of how Torah was given, the general presented by Hashem and the individual discovered by us. One explanation is this. Moshe Rabbeinu got from Hashem everything. All the scriptural Torah, all the oral Torah, all the details, including the rules of how you go and extrapolate out of Torah. All the various levels that you can learn Torah at. On the Talmud Vosik, whatever Moshe Rabbeinu was given, he was given almost in seed form, in code, and the individual student who innovates a perspective in Torah decodes unwraps what Moshe Rabbeinu was given. On the Rebbe, it's a chiddush. That's why it's, it's new information. Because when Moshe received everything from Har Sinai, he got the headlines. He got the general principles. He didn't know, he didn't learn this unique perspective of this unique student. Of Lashon Chazal, like the Gemara tells us, as Moshe loy hoyu yadei titilin tilin shalaloches was Shabbikivad Gidashin. The well-known story that Moshe Rabbeinu was was blown away by Rabbi Akiva and the piles and piles of halachic insights that Rabbi Akiva was able to extrapolate even from the the tagim, the crowns on top of the letters. In other words, the information was all stored in Moshe Rabbeinu's download, but he didn't unpack it. He didn't unzip it. And that's the job of each one of us through our efforts, and we are supposed to innovate in Torah, to bring something to the table that was always there embedded in the information, but never shared in a way that people could understand it and read it and learn it. But because every single insight in Torah can only be valid if it is constructed out of those principles from that information that Moshe Rabbeinu was given at Sinai, 
That is how we know that everything, every bit of information was presented to Moshe at Har Sinai. Everything was already incorporated, even though it wasn't necessarily noticed, in the Torah visas given by Moshe, in the Torah that Moshe got at Sinai. But the fact that this individual student slogged using his faculties to bring to light something embedded within the oral Torah that was always there but never expressed, which a person decodes using the tools and resources and guidance of the Torah of how you do that, this student now creates something new in Torah that every one of us was completely oblivious to till he came along. And to be able to do that, to achieve that, is actually a central part of what it means to learn Torah. Not only is it an opportunity, it's an obligation. We are all required to invest and to learn and to explore and to innovate within Torah. Need not so learn and also state chain in Svarim. The obligation of Talmud Torah is not just to learn what already exists printed in books. Now, but to innovate in the halachic part of Torah, the allegorical part of Torah, the mystical part of Torah, the revealed part of Torah. And even more specifically than that, Every single Jewish person has an aspect of Torah that is waiting for them, that is assigned to them, that can only be revealed by them. And their soul only really reaches its particular perfection by releasing that part of Torah. So there you see this, this paradox. Everything is contained within Torah. Everything is presented to Moshe Rabbeinu. Not everything is apparent or decoded. And that's where the individual Talmud comes to contribute. On al the same kind of relationship between Torah at Sinai and Torah through the individual, is similar to what we'll see with regards to Chassidus Chabad relative to Chassidus Akhlodis of the Baal Shem Tov. The goal of Hasidus Chabad is to take these beautiful, deep spiritual principles and translate them into language that the human mind can digest. Yes, it would appear, and it is factually, that Hasidus Chabad is just an element of Hasidus. But like that individual whose brilliant mind brought a, a particular part of Torah to light that had never been revealed throughout history, that's what Hasidus Chabad does for Hasidus. And it's massive and it's revolutionary. Let's drill down further. So if what this brilliant student manages to innovate in Torah was always in Torah, why do we call it new? So yes, it's true, Moshe did not, as we've already seen, learn every single detail of every single area of halacha. But surely if you're calling something new, it doesn't just mean unknown or unstated. 
Surely if you call it a Kiddush, if you call it something new, innovative, surely that means even the potential wasn't there before. It's completely your gift to the world. Of about as the din proti is given called by Helen in Torah Moshe Ben Odzigiland, and seeing as we've already established that the detail this brilliant student is going to bring to light was always there, it was embedded in the Torah information that Moshe got at Har Sinai, which is why we can make such a broad statement and say everything. Every single part of Torah, including whichever particular book of Torah happens to come out this week, was all given to Moshe at Har Sinai. How can you call it Chiddush? I can call it new. The explanation is this. The Torah Chiddush is not as You're right. If I were looking at the object, the item, the item is not brand new. It's been there since Sinai. If I'm looking at the subject matter, the subject matter is not fresh. As Daniel is a nice for Sifrinit given, it would be incorrect to say that the subject matter is new subject matter that has now been invented and never existed before. Rather, the Chidosh is relative to the individual, Adam made the person who's learning. That information was always there. And they were oblivious to it, and so was everybody else until this Talmud Vasek released it. This concept that this brilliant student has just published in his book was given in, at, at Har Sinai, absolutely, and was embedded within the Torah, absolutely, but it was embedded and coded so successfully. It was so successfully concealed that even Moshe, who was the most brilliant individual at extracting information out of the Torah, couldn't even understand when he was shown the vision of future generations and he could see people being mechadish, these things. He couldn't follow the conversation because it was so cryptic, so embedded that at that point in time, it just wasn't available. On the Prats Kumunideh's Galus, so when that information does become public knowledge, is an Uftuvosk heading Gansen to Talmud Vosik that is 100% thanks to that student who innovated that insight. On the river Hestes Achidish from the Talmud Vosik, that's why we call it his Chidish, his contribution. Because he's the one who used his efforts and his energy to bring this to light. By stretching his mind, which is why for him it's like, wow, Eureka, I found this information that as far as I can tell, nobody else has known ever before. It's absolutely new to him, and he gets the credit of having revealed it to the world because it was so hidden before his learning that it may as well have not existed. That also, by the way, explains why it is that in order for a person's neshama to be wholesome, to be in a healthy place, one of the key things that they have to do is innovate their specific part of Torah that is waiting for them. Because the Emesinian from Seichel is what is the truth? What is the reality of intellect? 
אז יהיה נסיך לבית בעים אדם, בעים אדם מוסיק בנתפס. שכל is not theory, שכל is not abstract. שכל is שכל when I really get it, when I really understand it. נית דורדם עושה צווי תפם ונגלויב פזיכתם, אז דאינן איזזוי. Real seichel is not that there's an expert who I trust, who tells me that things are this way, and I accept it because they're an expert. That's not seichel, that's faith. Not durch dem was er, bekech sichle bavonosuhu, the ultimate intellect is where the individual, using their intellectual capacity, farshteit azoi, comes to understand that this is actually the truth. I've worked it out, I've understood it, it's clear to me. That's seichel. Und der Fahrer ist die Schlemmes von Seichel in dem Inneren von der Chadisch. So where do you have the ultimate expression of intellect? When you can innovate a new principle in Torah, because now you're not relying on somebody else. You're not learning from somebody else. If a person innovates, that means that they have thrown themselves completely into this experience and invested everything about their intellectual process, and therefore they own this information because they've really worked it through in the most meaningful way. Now, what's the purpose of Torah learning? Of Ibald, as the Tachlis from Talmud Torah is, the goal and purpose of Torah learning is, as the Seichel HaOdom Zolnith Achet Vermit Chachmosi Yisborch, that the human intellect and the divine infinite wisdom should completely unite, Be'yichud Niflo, as Alter Rebbe describes it, with this amazing union that cannot be replicated in any other part of life. So that's the goal, my Seichel, to be completely bonded with Hashem's wisdom, Therefore, how does a person reach the pinnacle of their soul's journey? At least the part of the person's soul journey that is specifically linked to Torah learning. That is achieved when the person innovates in Torah. Because then the person can say, I invested me in this. And I got this part of the Torah not dependent on anybody else, but purely through my efforts. That's also the distinction between how the Torah was presented from Hashem on high and how we experience Torah when we learn it nowadays here on earth. When we talk about how Hashem presents the Torah, the Pasuk tells us, Hashem says, I gave you a beautiful gift. That's how we call it. Hashem gave us a noise in our Torah. Hashem gives us the Torah. When you're talking about how the Torah was presented from on high, it's all about exactly that, presented. It's what Hashem did for us, what Hashem gave us, what Hashem offered us. And then it's possible, if it's all about what Hashem gives us, it's possible that the result would be, as you see sometimes in the relationship between a student and their teacher, when the teacher totally gets the idea and has this beautiful insight into the length, depth, and breadth of the idea, how does he then convey it to his student? As Chazal says, succinctly. Because it's so clear in the teacher's mind, he summarizes it to the student. Which, by the way, doesn't mean necessarily that the student sees the full picture. 
the nekuda is in He's giving, he's delivering such a brilliant summary of the concept that actually all information is encoded. But the truth is, for the student, he can't necessarily pick out the details. In other words, sometimes the brilliant teacher speaks brilliantly, and the student's not there yet, so the student doesn't get the full picture. But once that information has been conveyed to the student, including the example we're using, the teacher presents this brilliant presentation to the student, then is the ikka, the most important thing is what happens next. And unfortunately, too often we sit and we're blown away and inspired by a speaker and by a teacher, and we forget about what's meant to happen next. What happens next is critical. What happens next? The next step, which is so important, is how does the person take it on? How does the person digest it into their own mind in terms that they can appreciate and understand? In order that any bit of information or wisdom should be totally absorbed and in, you know, ingrained in the person, the person can't just say, oh, I've got the general idea. They have to know the details. That's why when a person, for example, says the whole idea is, very often they don't know what any of the idea is. Whereas if a person doesn't have to give some kind of a sweeping introduction, but they can just say, there's this point and that point and that point, that's when they understand properly, when they've got the details. Specifically, when a person reaches the point that they have really unpacked every single detail and understood it, then read by him niklot, that's when the information is theirs. Whatever was presented in the briefest form by the teacher originally is now clear to the student. Here's an example. Let's say a person wants to understand a Mishnah, which is always presented in a succinct way. And the person wants to understand it with full depth, and with a complete picture. How do you reach that point of truly understanding a Mishnah? It's through learning in great depth. Only when you learn something in real depth do you own it and it becomes your Torah. All the details, all the arguments back and forth. Which you will find in the other elements that follow the Mishnah. The Brises, the Gemara, etc. So in order to get the core of something, to, in order to get the essence of something, you actually have to explore all of the details. So in the same way as the details help you really chap the essence, a similar kind of thing happens. In the distinction between regular Hasidus and Hasidus Chabad. The Gilev Chassidus Haklolis Durchem Baal Shem Tev is how did the Baal Shem Tev reveal and teach Chassidus? The Ika had Gosha Bozevi Zikum Milmailo. The main focus was what you are given, delivered from on high. Mei Hakodesh Boruchu, what the Ebershter inspires you with. Vetzadikim Shepudoimin and Boyram, and what the great Sadikim and Rebbes inspire you with. That's Chassidus Haklolis. On the far is Eina from the Hoift had Goshes. Um, 
That's how one of the most important areas of focus of, of Hasidus Saklolis is the concept of emuna. Tzadik bemunosa yichye o yechaye. How the tzadik lives with emuna, or the tzadik empowers us to live through emuna. Because emuna is nita zach was veduf kitondur dimension. Emuna is not our achievement. You don't develop emuna. It's a gift that they embedded within our psyche. And Emunah is something that is engendered in us by our parents, by our teachers, who are Maiminim, Bnei Maiminim, as the Gemara says. It's something that's passed through the generations and inherited. So the individual who experiences Emunah is the recipient of the gift of Emunah. That's the Baal Shem Tov's Chassidus. We give you the gift of Emunah. The next phase of the development of Hasidus is the Alter Rebbe, bringing all of those powerful principles into language that is Seicheldik. So that gave the opportunity and therefore the obligation that we should understand the principles of Hasidus, and totally absorb and take on the principles of Hasidus, and mentioned through our efforts. It should no longer be a gift. It should be up to us. When a person doesn't just say, oh, what a beautiful word, it was so inspiring. But the person sits down and schwitzes over a piece of chassidus. To the point that it becomes clear to him and personal to him. Not just because he believes that this is true, but because his mind is able to accept and comprehend it. And then there's a huge advantage as the Then the energy and excitement that this person now gains through this method of learning is an uftu from the Adam However, it's his own achievement. Something that he achieved through his efforts. That's the Kiddush of Hasidus Chabad. We gain the value of the Chayas in Hasidus through our efforts. So therefore, this concept, the fact that we can add value and innovate and actually achieve things that Hasidus speaks about through our efforts, in order for that to happen, it had to be facilitated by a neshama that is a brand new neshama. Why brand new neshama? To imply the work starts with us. And now we get what the Frida Kerber was saying. The Baal Shem Tov showed us how we should serve Hashem. Whereas the Al Rebbe told us how we can achieve it. What's the difference between what you should be doing and what you could be doing? Is Vimen Darf. Sorry, in Vimendav, Hetzachon de Adgoshev Dominion. When we're told this is how it should be, what do we mainly feel and experience? Vimendav is how it should be done. Because there's an anticipation and an expectation from on high. How we should behave is the Ibishta's perspective. 
what we can achieve, that highlights what we're capable of. What we can contribute through our efforts. There's no question that Chassidus Aklolis, the Baal Shem Tov's Chassidus, brought people to serve Hashem through the, the, the means of Chassidus. And there's no question that the energy and excitement and passion that that Chassidus generated affected a person. Till it affected every part of the person's service of Hashem. Where there was learning, davening, doing mitzvahs, or even those things that are not officially mitzvahs but can be directed to serve Hashem. Were all done, thanks to Hasidus, at a completely different level with a whole new energy and vitality. But we bald over those chais was kumilmaila, seeing as all of that was a gift that the Balshentov gifted the Jewish world. Mitzade Muna by embedding within us this incredible faith in Hashem. Is Dosa Chaius Kloli, so therefore the impact is general. And a general enthusiasm will add enthusiasm to every area of our Yiddishkeit, but in equal measure. It's like the whole human is shifted a level up. But what you won't yet feel through that experience is the uniqueness of this part of serving Hashem and how this part of serving Hashem has so much chaos in it. All you would have is there's a concept, serve Hashem. And whether I'm davening or learning or doing a mitzvah, it's all the same. It's all serving Hashem. That's how Imuna plays out. When a person has strong Imuna, the energy and vitality that that injects into how the person serves Hashem is not tagged to what I happen to be doing and the meaning of what I'm doing right now. It's a general feeling. Because this person is alive all around with faith in Hashem, he lives with Emuna and Emuna adds life to him. So it's natural. The person is so pumped with Emuna, whatever they do that is directed towards Hashem is with absolute passion, excitement, and, and, and Geschmack. What the Alter Rebbe adds to the story is how you can serve Hashem, meaning as we've described, the Alter Rebbe shows not only do I take the gift of Emuna and inject that into my Judaism, but I can generate meaning and excitement in my Judaism through my own efforts. Specifically, the effort of understanding concepts in Hasidus thoroughly. So, the way that that affects me is as a zvetin. Whichever specific area of Judaism I'm currently invested in generates a whole new energy and enthusiasm. Something brand new. Because the person now understands the value of this part of Judaism, so this part of Judaism is now exciting in its own right. Not that God is exciting and therefore I do everything. This part of Judaism comes to life. 
With that, we can go back to the two expressions, with regards to how it is that Hasidus completely shifts Elul. Mitzad Hasidus Aklolis, what Hasidus of the Baal Shem Tov adds to Elul? Vetarayin Gabrachta Chayus Kloli in Elul. The whole of Elul is elevated because the whole person is at a whole different level thanks to the faith that they have. In Allah Sugi Avoid, it affects Anila Doidi, it affects Inola Yodo, it affects Ishlere Eyu, it affects Esle Vavcha. Whether it's Torah, whether it's Mitzvahs, whether it's Gminas Chasodim, whether it's Davening, whether it's Chuva. With such an overarching awareness and excitement and enthusiasm for godliness that you actually don't distinguish between one kind of avoider and, and, and the other. No avoider has an inherent value per se. It's the concept of avoider that has value. In Poshtaverta, to put it simply, in the Nefesh Month of Elul is supposed to be a time of introspection. So when a person introspects mitzad anal from the perspective of Hasidus, it's a one-question introspection. Am I serving Hashem with Chayus or not? For practical reasons, the person obviously has to do a full audit. Where am I in my davening? Where am I in my learning? Where am I in my mitzvahs? Because without that, obviously, the entire introspection is quite meaningless. But the focus is, so where am I? Bottom line. Connected or not? Enthusiastic or not? Am I properly connected to Hashem? Or Hashem is not. Whereas Altareba innovated the idea of serving Hashem via Hasidus using one's own assets. So as a result, So therefore, where do you see the shift that Altareba introduced? Specifically in the space of which means, was there say that this specific mode and order of doing things. That first I have to make the initiative and then Hashem will respond. As we well know, represents a type, a mode of avoider that begins with an awakening and a stimulus from below. On the Kiruv von Eibishter to M, and then the response from the Eibishter, Vedoydili Vetufkaton be Yoser, Uve Yosef, Ebaldes Kung Durzaina Voida. The follow up from Hashem, the engagement from Hashem is going to be far more powerful because the person put in their personal effort. Zain your Gaito, it's his investment. The fact that the person stimulated themselves to the point of Anila Doidi. That approach brings a whole new light and life into every individual part of Elul for its own value. That every part of Elul is driven by my input, not dependent on inspiration from on high or the gift of Emunah, but I actually contribute every element of my avoidance Hashem and as a result of that I get Vidoy Dili the Ebishter reciprocates the Ebishter should reciprocate with the Shana Teva Masuka and with his Galus of Mashiach now